This is the Self-Help Place podcast, the show that provides real self-help for everyone. Created and hosted by Dan Dyson. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Self-Help Place official podcast. This is episode 14 and today I'm going to be giving you a little bit of a cheat sheet when it comes to anxiety. So this is a technique to instantly reduce anxiety. Uh, This is a method that I came up with from a bunch of research, from my own personal experience, and just a bunch of other things mixed together. But this has worked for me pretty much every single time I've used it. It started back um, a few years ago now. I discovered a book called How to Rewire Your Anxious Brain. And I found it actually extremely useful because it talked about anxiety on the uh, scientific aspects, like how it affects the brain, how it affects the body, and in using that knowledge, it's turning it around and using techniques to fight that. Well, I don't like to use the term fight that because the problem is if you fight anxiety, it gets worse. So it's you have to deal with anxiety in a certain way. And it's the reason why anxiety is so hard to deal with is because um, most of us don't really know how it works. And that's totally understandable. It's what's called self-sustaining. Um, So, for example, if you are scared of a certain situation, you avoid that situation, but by avoiding the situation, you actually tell your brain that the action it took was correct, so it therefore strengthens that fear. So that's why it's called self-sustaining. It just keeps building if you give into it, so to speak. It's also self-sustaining because worry can lead to more worry, and then you're worried that you're worried, and then some symptoms of anxiety can lead to more anxiety. So it really is a bit of a mess, um, sadly, uh, in our brains. But once we make sense of it, once we know you know, root causes, and it doesn't mean going, you don't necessarily have to go into your past to find out where you started with this one. It's actually in in therapy, especially in cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a type of therapy that is used to treat anxiety and depression. Um, That's what they say. They say you don't really need to know where it came from in your past. You just need to know how to deal with the symptoms. And that's the key thing here. So this technique is to deal with the symptoms once you know where it kind of comes from, it's in a lot easier to deal with and a lot easier to manage. And it's just, you just got to know why anxiety is in our brains in the first place. Now, in episode 10 of this podcast, uh, I talk about my experience with Buddhist monks and what they taught me about anxiety. Now, that seems a little bit far out to um, some people listening to this, which is absolutely fair enough. I mean, that's delving into religion, if you like. But um, the monks I went to see, they they spend their lives in meditation. So, you know, they, they do observe their own, their own mind on a daily basis. Um, so they, they know quite a bit about how their own minds work and they were able to offer some practical advice. But I found the advice I got, if you haven't listened to episode 10 already, go and listen to it. It is insightful as to what can be learnt uh, when spending a lot of time on your own and really watching yourself and what you do. More to come on that in future podcasts as well. Um, but what they were taught me in the monastery was actually very similar to what I've read in this Rewire Your Anxious Brain book. Um, highly recommended book as well. Actually, it changed my whole perspective on anxiety as well. I will link that in the description. Sometimes I say this on this podcast and I do forget, but I'll try not to forget this time and you'll have a nice fat link in there to have a look at. Anyway, so Let's make a start on this anxiety technique then. So the first thing we need to look at is how anxiety works. Like, where does it physically come from? Like, why do we sometimes randomly feel it? And then when is it useful and when is it not useful? So 
I'm not exactly a neuroscientist, but according to neuroscience, there is a part of your brain around around the centre of your brain somewhere. I think it's directly between the eyes if you uh, go in towards the centre of your head. There is an almond-shaped part of our brain called the amygdala. I hope I've pronounced that right. Um, and the amygdala is apparently responsible for something called the fight-or-flight response, which you may have heard of. It's actually not the fight-or-flight response, it's more accurately the fight-flight-or-freeze response. And that's because, have you ever had it when you've been worried or scared about something, and all of a sudden you find your mind freeze up, your thoughts freeze up, you can't think straight, or you physically freeze, you know, you, you come across some danger and you, you can't, it's almost like you can't move. And that's that's just as a common response as fighting or fleeing is a freeze response. And I actually found in personal experience that's actually more common. You might find the same as uh, as well. So why do we have this response? So remember, with with anything with fear and anxiety, what why does it exist? It's it's to protect us from danger, isn't it? It's to is there danger here? If yes, let's let's you know narrow those blood vessels. Let's get the heart pumping. Let's increase this because we might need to use these muscles to run away from a predator or run away from something that's a danger to us. So that's where adrenaline kicks in, and we we're, we're ready to move. We're ready to go. If something happens or if there's danger, we need to be ready to go, and we need to be ready to for, or even to fight this danger. And our body almost super our brain even almost supercharges our body ready to deal with whatever is coming our way. So that's one of the reasons why we do it. So it's it's a danger thing, you know. It's and it's there it's really trying to protect us if you think about it. So something I'll come on to later is why anxiety is actually your friend. Um sometimes it can be a bit of an overbearing friend, but it's still your friend and if you start seeing it that way, things will improve for you. So that's the very first step is to realize um the understanding of what anxiety is. So, step one, when you're feeling anxious, so you may be lying in bed having sleep anxiety, you may be out somewhere and suddenly you just have this overwhelming sense of fear. First thing to understand is, you know, your body thinks, your brain thinks there's danger somewhere, really. That's what it's an overreaction for. Anxiety anxiety disorder is a little bit different. It's more about like how your brain responds, but I still found this helpful having myself an anxiety disorder. So step one, Ask yourself, physically or mentally or however is best for you, am I in any danger right now? Assess it, you know, don't... Um, the problem what we do when we feel anxious, we go, oh, we don't need to feel anxious, go away, go away, go away, we try and push it down, but your brain's going, no, there might be danger here, let me bring it up, let me prepare you, you know, <laughs> don't push me away, you might need me. So first go, okay, fine, I'm feeling anxious, is there any danger? And 99.9% of the time there is bound to be not any kind of danger. So that's the first thing to realise. And it sounds very simple, but actually in practice it's very effective. It, just realising that there's no reason for you to feel this way, it's telling your brain there's no reason to feel that way, um, is the very first step. Be careful with that again. You know, Don't try and force yourself saying there's no reason to feel anxious. Why are you feeling anxious? You can turn that into some kind of like beating yourself up thing where you might go, oh, why are you always anxious like this? Why are you this way? Don't go down that road. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about just honestly saying to your brain, okay, brain, you've given me anxiety. What's the danger? Come on, tell me. Like, if you're going to make all this effort to give me all this, you know, fight or flight or freeze response, tell me what the actual danger is. Now, that won't immediately get rid of the anxiety. 
Um, that's just the first stage. It's just to realize that, to get that understanding in your head. The next step is breathing. Now, breathing almost seems like it's over hyped because when you think about in yoga, you know, you watch the yoga in movies you or you even do yoga it's always about breathing isn't it it's always like breathe in do the stretch breathe out on the way out of it they do the same in meditation breath is the most commonly uh, and you could argue for some people most effective object in meditation um, in Buddhism, in the Pali term, which is the language the Buddha spoke at the time, it's called anapanasati, which means focus on the breath. Um, so it's an ancient practice, and it's all over yoga, meditation, even just in normal situations, even in social situations. You notice when someone's just getting a little bit excited, you go, okay, just breathe, take a breath. But really, think about why we do that. Now, on a scientific perspective, your breath control is everything. Your breath directly corresponds to how your body is feeling. So like I mentioned, the fight, fight, or f- sorry, fight, flight, or fear response, notice one of the symptoms that your body produces. It's a shortness of breath. You, your breath. Your breath speeds up. You take shallower breaths or even hold your breath sometimes. Um, I actually noticed that when I went scuba diving the first time. Like I knew I had some kind of anxiety going on because... Um, Diving relies on buoyancy and it's remaining a certain level and floating in the water. And if you take too shallow breaths or you hold your breath a lot, you tend to float up. So you have to learn to regulate your breathing. Same kind of thing here. It's You realize that when you're worried, pay attention to your breath. You notice it's actually quite short. So the very first thing to do before anything else, once you've got the understanding of why you're in, you know, asking yourself why you're in danger, slow down the breath. And take deep, long breaths. As patronizing as it may sound, there's a reason why people say it. The breath directly controls your bodily response. Your body's getting tighter. It's worried. Am I in danger? I'm getting ready for something. When you take deep breaths, long breaths, and you do so for a good two to five minutes, what you're telling your body is, body, there's no danger here. I'm calming you down. There's no reason for you to do any kind of running or fighting or freezing. So this is my response to you. That's how you talk to your brain, really. You have to directly control a bodily response. So what you'll start to notice to happen is your body just kind of calms down a bit. You might feel anxious a bit, but it starts to just take the edge off. It almost numbs that anxiety slightly. And that's because your body's calming down. You're realizing that there's no danger and you're taking deep breaths. You're calming the body down. It doesn't need to race its heartbeat. Your heart can be controlled really by your breath. Um, So... With careful control of your breathing, you can also just slow that down, and that does help. Okay, so the next step after that, once you've got your breath under control, um, and I briefly touched on don't go down the road of beating yourself up, the next step is actually the opposite of that. Have some self-compassion and understanding. As cheesy as that might sound, you kind of have to do this, because you have to understand that anxiety is there to protect you, really, in a, in a strange way. Not the severe, persistent symptoms that need treatment, that kind of thing. Every day-to-day anxiety and even stress helps. You know, there's a reason why we feel that way. It's to help us focus or, or something like that. But more often than not, that to, that gets out of control. We get too stressed or we get too anxious and we have, develop or even have, in the first place, anxiety disorders, things like that. So... Having that understanding, so you, you you know you're not in danger, your breath's calmed down, so the next step is to is to 
is to not beat yourself up for feeling anxious. It's perfectly okay feeling anxious. In fact, it's it's a healthy sign in one sense that you're you know, that your anxiety response works. Because imagine if we were never anxious or worried about anything. Like, we would ne- like it's almost like we wouldn't have a sense of what's going on around us. Um, so it's having that understanding, that compassion. It's very easy to beat yourself up if you're feeling anxious. Like, especially if you have sleep anxiety, you're laying there like, why can't I fall asleep? Why can't I do this? Just go to sleep, stupid body, what's going on? Try and avoid that. It's very easy to do because it kind of gets stress out, doesn't it? Like, you're getting stressed. And beating yourself up kind of does something about it, but really, it doesn't really help at all. And if anything, it just makes you more stressed and less likely to do any kind of sleeping. So, understand anxiety. Know it's a completely normal response, even if there's no grounding reason for it. Um, you just have to fine tune that response by doing deep breathing and understanding that it's a perfectly normal reaction and be okay with it. And just it almost, almost thank it. Just like thank you, body. You know, thank you, brain. Thank you for being alert for me and looking out for me in a weird way, but you, you're you not needed right now. You're not needed. So now you need to repeat these three steps over and over again for a good couple of minutes, so uh, or a few minutes, depending on how long it takes for you to feel calmer. So step one, am I in danger? Ask yourself. Step two, control the breathing. Make it deep and slow and controlled. And keep that up for a good two to five minutes. Next step is to understand that anxiety is a normal response. There's nothing wrong with anxiety, really. What's The problems arise when there's too much of it that it affects your life. But anxiety itself, there's no problem with it. It's not this... It's not some foreign body that's from somewhere else and shouldn't be with you and you must purge it straight away. Accept it. And part of that does come from not trying to get rid of anxiety. As ironic as that sounds... You have to try and not get rid of it. Because here's what happens. You get anxious, you try and push it away, that makes you more anxious. You notice that? You ever just try and push your anxiety away? Doesn't work, does it? Because it just keeps coming back. The phrase goes, what you resist persists. And it is very, very true for anxiety. It's the same, it's wanting anxiety, and which no one really ever wants anxiety. But just for example's sake, wanting anxiety and not wanting anxiety is two sides of the same coin because you're still wanting, you're still attaching to anxiety somehow. When it's like it's like the press, it's like the media. They say any publicity is good publicity because if you've got good publicity, that's media attention. If you've got bad publicity, that's still media attention. It's the same with anxiety. If you don't want anxiety, you're still wanting it. You're still grabbing to it. You have to just let it go. You just have to let it be in there and some yeah sometimes I've had I mean in the worst times when I had OCD I would have anxiety that last a whole weekend and I would always try and be like why am I feeling like this I just want to I just want to enjoy my time or enjoy this but you notice that just kind of brings attention to it as soon as you let as soon as you let it go or build up to letting it go because it does take time it took me you know I had some deeply ingrained anxiety habits it took me a while to get out of them but this is why this practice is in place you know techniques like this of instant calming anxiety can be used on a regular basis and it just kind of it's like a self-training but yeah so let your anxiety come in and and just let it do what it does but just understand it's normal it's like when you, we let someone into your house, like, you're a guest, okay, you can come in, but you don't live here, you know, you can come for as long as needed, and then leave, no, <laughs> you wouldn't, obviously don't tell guests to leave, but you know what I mean, um, so that's, that's part of the understanding and self-compassion, don't beat yourself up for this, you know, anxiety is universally difficult, it's really, really difficult to 
manage and deal with. Some people have um, different wirings in their brain. Some people are just find it easier to deal with anxiety than others. I myself, I'm prone to anxiety. It's just the way way I am. However, you can reduce and can and get a grip on your anxiety to the point where it doesn't affect your daily life. You're able to just see it, deal with it as it comes using a technique like this, and then let it go on its way. The final step, which is more of a bonus step, because you will literally find if you keep repeating those first three step, steps of asking yourself if you're in danger, I'm repeating the steps again, uh, but it's, it's good for emphasis. Say if you're in danger, control the breathing and being understanding of where it is and just letting it go. And when you find you've let it go, it, it tends to just kind of drop off or at least reduce to a manageable level. The final step is, I think this is more aimed at sleep anxiety, but you can also use it in your daily life as well. Distraction. Now, when I first heard of distraction as a technique to get rid of, should I say, or reduce anxiety, I thought, no, surely, because when you think about putting your head, burying your head in the sand as a result of a problem in life, you think you're just avoiding it and the problem's still there. Not the case with anxiety, actually. With anxiety, sometimes you need to distract yourself because anxiety is is never really permanent. You will have times of non-anxiety and anxiety, and you'll have times where you're fine and times when you're not. But sometimes there is nothing you can do with anxiety. It's just there. And the more you try and wrestle with it, and you could say it's maybe ironic I'm giving you this technique, but this technique's not wrestling with anxiety. It's accepting it, controlling your bodily responses to it, and just understanding it. But you can't wrestle with it too much. So what you do is you distract yourself from this feeling of anxiety, and not in a forceful way, just moving on, doing something doing something else. I mean, I... I do something that makes me laugh. Like I watch a YouTube video. I I, I follow a couple of YouTube um, create content creators, should I say? And uh, sometimes a laugh is all I need. It just it just kind of takes the edge off, and you think, oh, I can deal with that. Like when you think back to it. Um, so what I do then is I just distract myself. Now when I'm trying to sleep and I have anxiety, I do the first three steps, and then the, this bonus step I use. So I think about. I don't know, I think about being a drummer, I think about drums I want, I think about stuff I want to get. Um, I'm really after a MacBook Air at the moment, or MacBook Pro even. Um, I really want to get one, but I can't really warrant getting one right now. <laughs> but um, maybe I can find a used one somewhere. But you see where I'm coming from. You're just thinking about things you like, you want when you sleep. And when I've done this, when I've been trying to sleep, this final step has just dropped me off to sleep straight away. And before I know it, I've opened my eyes and it's morning. And it's worked. And that's the, that's the kind of thing you need to try and do. And it's the same with just everyday life. Sometimes, or sometimes with everyday life, it's a little bit easier in the sense that you might have something to do and you can actually physically pick up something to do or get on. And the first three steps of calming that anxiety down is enough to just let you carry on. And you will have good days and bad days and it's absolutely fine. But again, the step three is a key one, understanding yourself, because this is why a lot of anxiety, in my opinion persists is because we just beat ourselves up so much especially in a society where it's just we're constantly on the ball and we're trying to get things done and we don't make enough time for ourselves you know I've seen too many I've heard of too many people who have started to develop these you know symptoms of anxiety problems and but they just carry on because they don't want to make life difficult for the people or themselves. But the fact is they're getting worse and they just need that. You have to realize you are just as important as everybody else. And that doesn't mean you're more important. doesn't mean anyone else is more important that you are just as important. You are also a person. So 
in in that way, if you're neglecting yourself, it's just as bad as neglecting another person because it's still a neglect of a person. So that's a main theme as part of this technique is to just have this understanding and just be patient with yourself and just allow yourself to feel that way. And again, anyone listening to this and sounds very corny, my response to that is if it's stupid, but it works, it's not stupid. And I do like that phrase a lot because it does apply to many things that there's so many things we can avoid if we just took at that cringe or cheesiness or something off it. I know there's a lot of things out there that makes us cringe, but this health, things like this shouldn't ever be one of them. And it doesn't doesn't affect me because I've just gone through it and it's something that has helped drastically to reduce things. So a big summary of those four steps then. So next time you're feeling anxious, you might be sleeping, trying to sleep. You might be at work, you might be out with friends and you have social anxiety, things like that. They're the steps you need to take. Just take, and it shouldn't take any more. I mean, take as long as you need, but getting these steps into place takes no more than two to five minutes, I would say as an estimate. So first of all, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Be aware of it. Am I in any danger brain? Most of the time it will be no, hopefully it'll be no, but 99.9% of the time it's definitely a no with anxiety. Sometimes it just pops up. Um, focus on your breathing, notice your body response. So that's a, that's a thing, just be, be aware of that and start to take deep and long breaths. Slow your breathing down, deepen your breathing and take some good breaths for, again, two to five minutes. It's very easy to get impatient and just want to get it over with, but just take that time. Take that time to just breathe in and breathe out and let yourself do that. That is the key here because that's controlling your body response, which directly controls your anxiety response. Step three, do not beat yourself up. Understand, I mean, you might not have a problem with any kind of self-compassion. Whether you do or not, that's only one stage. The second stage is to just be aware that anxiety is a normal reaction. Even if you suffer from an anxiety disorder, it is still your brain's reaction. So just understand it. Just know it's a reaction. It'll pass. It's just trying to protect me, but there's nothing for it, for it to protect me against. So let it, let that happen. Be understanding of that. And then step four, try and take your mind off that. Once it's, once it's reduced enough, try and take your mind off that. So when you're sleeping, try and think about other things. And sometimes I even find the more useless, <laughs> quote-unquote useless a thought is, the more like trivial it is. Like I think about some of the videos I watch on YouTube are just just ridiculous and they have no meaning to them, but they're just fun to watch and they just, they're just funny. And that that's all you need. The more useless it is, the distraction in a weird way, the more fun it is, the better, the more effective it is, you know? So, so technically, you couldn't you you could say it's not useless; it's useful. But I think you kind of get where I'm coming from with this. Just try and have a distraction, and yeah, and then repeat, rinse and repeat as much as necessary. So yeah, a little little disclaimer on this. Um, just bear in mind, you know that things like anxiety disorders are extremely difficult and this technique might not work for you if you do have quite a lot of anxiety. If that is the case, if you are concerned about that, do have a look into getting some help um, for that one. There is absolutely no shame in that, which is something I'm going to start saying a lot more now because I've noticed, especially in older generations, there's still a stigma, for some reason, stigma attached to seeking help, getting therapy, uh, going to your GP, what we call in England, general practitioner or doctor, and, you know, confessing, well, confessing, I say, 
explaining that you have problems with anxiety. Don't ever be afraid of that. I mean, we're in a different time now. We're not in the Stone Ages anymore. You know, we we actually understand that our brains have ways of working and we have different things we need to treat. You know, if you have a cut, you have something you need stitches, you go to the doctor, you don't hesitate, do you? It's a, Should it be exactly the same mentality for mental health? If you start to notice there's things in your life that are starting to be affected from your mental state, whether that anxiety be anxiety or depression or any of those similar kind of uh, mental health issues, go and get it checked out. Go and speak to somebody, go get counselling, do something that will rewire that you know and it is it's possible and sometimes especially if you have depression it can seem very hopeless and it's almost like you just don't want to get out of bed it's never hopeless it's just what it's exactly what your depression is telling you to do and you are not your depression you are not your anxiety and don't ever let anyone tell you or yourself tell you that your anxiety and depression have anything to do with your personality they do not they're separate, they can be treated, they can be managed, they can be rewired. So go get some help and then that help should be able to guide you from there. So there we are folks, that's just a very simple little cheat uh, cheat sheet shortcut way of dealing with anxiety when it comes. Um, No guarantee it gets rid of anxiety completely but it should hopefully reduce it enough for you to just get on with your day and not be frozen up or by it really. Thank you all so much for listening. I've reached past 100 downloads on Podbean, which is fantastic news. I uh, hope you're enjoying the content. Um, stay tuned. Lots and lots of episodes coming up. Um, and again, the site, the website, theselfhelpplace.com is always in progress. There's always going to be new features added. Um, and an ebook is still in the works. Um, I'm getting close, very close to finishing that now. And um, subscribe on the website. If you haven't, you'll see on the top bar, and also there's a pop-up when you go on the website to subscribe. Um, do so, do subscribe because I do send the content out to you. Anytime a podcast gets released, I just send it out to the emails pretty much straight away so you can view it from there and also links to Spotify and things like that. We are on iTunes, but for some reason iTunes doesn't like to pop up with the new episodes until at least the next day or so. So just keep an eye on iTunes. However you like to listen to podcasts, keep listening in. I do have blogs on the website as well to read. Right, well, that's it for today. Um, A little bit later on this week, um, Friday, I'll be doing another episode, so keep your eye out for that. And in the meantime, take care of yourselves, and I hope this little technique helps for you. Thanks very much, and bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Please visit the website, theselfhelpplace.com, for more information.